Jordan. Ian. Who was getting a haircut, sneezed mid-snip, and now goes by the nickname, the silly bastard that only has one ear because he sneezed during a haircut. Natalie Portman? No. Two guys. Welcome to episode 40 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where we're lucky to have both of our ears because if we didn't, our headphones would fall off. My name is Ian and I'm joined by the guy whose ears is just one of the orifices that I love to be in, Jordan! Jordan, how are you? I feel really dirty now. <laughs> but I'm okay. Fantastic, that's the way I like you. Dirty but alright. Yeah. <laughs> that's how my wife would describe me as well, I think. <laughs> Dirty, but now nah, you're all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone, thanks. <laughs> and I, for one, I'll take it. Yep, that's fine, as long as I get some interaction, you know, a little bit of chit-chats, nice once in a while. <laughs> well, not too much, though. I don't want to be putting off the wrong impression. Oh, God, no, no. If I, if I use up all my talk time for one day, then she wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the week, so... I'm talking about my wife here, by the way, not yours. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Just to clarify... <laughs> It's the same in our relationship anyway, it's fine. Yeah, it is, yeah, that's why we we found each other. True, yes, yeah, they normally say opposites attract, but actually we're very much the same. We are very similar, yeah, it's scary. (laughs) Separated at birth. What, and a couple of years apart? Yeah, obviously, yeah, naturally. (laughs) So anyway, how are you? Uh, I'm all right, thanks. We did a bit of a bulk recording, and we haven't recorded in about, what, two weeks? Yeah, obviously for anyone listening... You wouldn't notice. would be none the wiser, yeah. But it's been about two weeks, so naturally you'd probably think, you must have fucking loads to tell me. And in actual fact, I got fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah, we do lead very boring lives. Oh, yeah. The, the most interesting scale of the boring side of life. That is, that's me. Never mind. But we have actually, together, since the last recording we went to see the Darren Brown unbelievable show we did and it was uh, delightful yeah it was good I mean I didn't know what to expect because he isn't actually in it uh, he did write it and produce it and direct it mm-hmm. yeah. but I wasn't sure what to expect but I did actually enjoy it a little more than I thought I would to be fair yeah yeah so I was the same do you think he um wrote it right and he got to the end of it and he's just like I, just, I can't be arsed with this one. I need a break. I've got the ideas, but like getting up and doing it, I just can't be fucking bothered. So he just like hired these group of actors. Like, oh, I'll make some kind of experiment about it. I'll get people who aren't magicians, <laughs> stick them on stage. You know, it'll look good. I'll get paid. So yeah, that's a very good point. I was slightly concerned that that was going to be the trend thereafter. Oh god, where he's not going to be on stage and he'll only ever do writing for other people. Right. But he has since been on uh, an interview and said that he will continue. In his old form again. So that's good. So he's pulled his finger out. He's, he's decided to actually do his job. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, the, the show has got very mixed reviews. It has, yeah. So. You thought it was good. I thought it was shit. <laughs> fitty, fitty. Yeah, true. <laughs> I don't think it's quite as black and white as that, but I mean, it might be. Who knows? No, I, th- I thought it was really good. Um, a lot of the tricks in it are sort of explaining how they're being done. Well, one of the tricks is, is explaining how it's being done. It's just sort of interesting to watch. So you can't really fault it. You know, it's entertainment. It's good. Absolutely. And it was through the lens of it being like in our daily lives that we all are kind of magicians. And so we have the things we keep to ourselves, our private yeah. life that is the secret. Putting on an act. Exactly. And the the act that the rest of the world 
don't see is the is the sort of the performance. Yes. Which was a, a sort of an interesting spin. What interesting concept. But it's a bit of a shame that we can't really go into it because they do ask for sort of secrecy in that regard. Yeah, I mean, the ending, if this is any kind of promo for them, we're not allowed to talk about it, but the ending blew me away. Yeah, I don't think anything's gone that far in a magic show before, so yeah, it yeah. was very good. <laughs> People's minds will be reeling at the moment. It's like, oh God, did they chop someone's head off and, and feed hanging. people it? Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's not magic. <laughs> Execution. <laughs> Well, it is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. There was a lot of um, musicians, as you said, and they actually did live music in there, which was uh, they did, which was very good. Although you picked up something about the drummer, didn't you? Yeah, from the way they were playing something at the beginning, it just looked a bit more unrehearsed. And I thought I, he's not a drummer. But then when they did things which were actually part of the show, which I, I assume was part of the show, it was obviously more rehearsed. And you, I was like, oh yeah, he, he's a drummer. He's quite good actually. But uh, yeah, at the beginning, it just kind of seemed like it was a little bit uh, maybe something wasn't going to be performed that they were going to be doing in the first place and they were like cut that bit we need some filler yeah and they came on stage and it was just kind of like none of them really sort of knew what to do kind of thing yeah it did seem slightly shoehorned in didn't it really but it did yeah but i mean it was a nice little intro got you in the in the mood of it it was some cool music and it was very enjoyable absolutely so i mean uh i would recommend it it's now on at the west end wow. yeah if you do get a chance to see it i would recommend it yeah and uh, what was our what was the thing, Jordan, that we got to take away with us? That little souvenir. Oh, the brochure. No, no, the COVID. Oh, that thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was that. The beautiful illness that followed us home. Yeah, I mean, that, kept us ill for a week. That five pound brochure was actually free. It was five pound for COVID. Get the brochure. <laughs> little extra five pound for the COVID why not they just sneeze on it beforehand grab you by the ears and cough in your mouth <laughs> oh that's disgusting <laughs> which was the only time that I've ever been annoyed that I haven't sneezed during a haircut and lost my ears <laughs> Because they wouldn't have been able to do it. But. But it could have grabbed your hair. That is true. And also, your glasses would have fallen, so you wouldn't have been able to see them anyway. They would have been able to grab my hair with one hand and my beard with the other, and like <laughs> twist my head sideways and act as makeshift ears. At the same time, you just end up completely disabled. Break my neck. <laughs> you can't even run away. This really was unbelievable, yeah. Everyone just taking turns coughing in my mouth while I'm just on the floor. <laughs> there was a thing, wasn't there, where there was the very first thing before the show started, there was a seat on stage yes. for someone to take part and anyone could just walk up and take the best seat in the house is what they called it. Yeah. And that would be you. <laughs> they all yeah. just line up. <laughs> you get strapped in. <laughs> I would need to. I wouldn't be able to move. They just leave me in this chair oh, all like head side ways mouth open just like please leave me alone <laughs> down from the wings just going <laughs> <laughs> my plan is working <laughs> brilliant so shall we get on with things let's, let's just fucking jump into it me old pal love it what have you got coming up for us today jordan oh different cadence there i like it so we're on episode 40 i mean to be honest never thought we'd get this far but alas we're here i know yeah. So I thought to celebrate, I'm going to give everybody 10 of my favourite life hacks. That sounds interesting. You know, can't go wrong with having those. Yeah. So I'm going to share you the ones that I've used, or at least ones that I believe would be helpful in certain situations. Don't steal. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say um, it's a hack, it's just a way of life. What thievery? <laughs> 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 rather than not thieving. Oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. That's where I've been going wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if anyone hasn't gathered that by now, what's wrong with you? <laughs> 
Never mind. It's all okay. We, we all love each other. Oh, yes, absolutely. So you have potentially two things for me, and I have to choose what you are going to do today, don't I? Because you're not sure yourself. That is true. I've got two stories. I've, uh, I wrote ahead, and uh, actually, to be honest, they're both fairly similar, <laughs> thinking okay. about it. They're, they're both about the past. They're both about, one is like... An alien. N- no, actually, no aliens. No aliens oh, today. Oh, oh. Yeah. Check me Bigfoot. out, episode 40. Nope, no Bigfoot. Turning over a new leaf. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, right, one, one is technologically orientated, and the other is civilizationally orientated. Okay. I was hoping for the technological civilization story. Like I said, they're both fairly similar. <laughs> uh, no, really, I was hoping for Goldilocks. Right. Uh, well, I couldn't do that because of copyright infringement. Okay. <laughs> Could you not just call her brunette? Brunette socks. <laughs> Brunilocks. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll go for the technology, technological one, please. So the technologically thinged one. Yes. That doesn't make sense, does it? I don't even know what I'm on about. I'm surprised you've even got an answer for me, to be honest, based on my description. <laughs> But uh, fair enough. Right then, today, Jordan, you've made your choice, and I am going to be telling you about a bit of technology called the Chronovisor. Ooh, okay. That almost sounds like the virus we caught. It very much does, doesn't it? The story of the Chronovisor revolves around an Italian Catholic priest, scholar, musician, and scientist named Father Pellegrino Ernetti, and it is claimed that in the 1950s, Father Ernetti, along with a team of 12 scientists, created these grandiose goggles that is the Chronovisor. Oh, okay. I see. I suppose you would with those on. (laughs) Well, they're not actually glasses, per se. Uh, It's a machine. Okay, tell me more. I will do. (sighs) So, straight out the gate, when I said that in the beginning, that little intro there, you're probably thinking, oh yeah, 12 scientists. It doesn't really make the story sound very believable, because you're just like, you know, I could say that, like, um, oh uh, yeah, me and 50 scientists have created this thing. You're like, well, what's the names? What's the credentials? All that sort of fun stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. But two of these scientists were named. That's right. Arnetti did release two of the scientists' names. And you're probably now thinking, okay, just two. Bit weird. But when you hear the two names, it might make you sit up and pay a little bit of close attention because as well as renowned in the science world, they also come up a few times in the world of conspiracies and fringe science. And you might start to go, oh, okay, well, that makes a little bit more sense then. All right. I'm ready to be open-minded. Brilliant. Best kind of person. Thanks. So, John, I'd love to know if you know who these two people are. The first of the two scientists that was named was Enrico Fermi. Have you ever heard of this guy? I have not. So Enrico Fermi is the uh, creator, inventor, philosophizer of the Fermi paradox, as well as other notable accomplishments. And the second scientist was Werner von Braun. You ever heard of that guy? I feel like I have, but I I couldn't tell you who that was. Well, he's an ex-bastard. I mean, Nazi. Oh, that's why I know him. He's an ex-Nazi scientist and director of NASA, which is just completely another, another subject for another day. Wow, okay. So what is the chronovisor? Ask me that, Jordan. What is, go on. So, Ian. Yeah? What is the chronovisor? Jordan, that's a very good question. Thank you. According to Annette's accounts, the spooky specky device was a machine <laughs> capable of capturing and displaying images and sounds from the past, effectively allowing its users to witness historical events as they happened, as if they were there in person themselves 
watching the bloody thing happening right in front of them. Oh, so it's almost like sort of a time travel thing, but you don't actually travel through time. Precisely. Interesting. So could you go back to any time you desire? You can indeed. You can go straight back to whenever the f*** you want, me old guy. What if you only went back like a second and you just see everything just slightly delayed? It would be really off-putting. It would be really off-putting. It's like um, when you're listening to music through headphones or you're, like, you're recording an instrument and like say with drums you hit it and you hear the snare hit and then you hear it in your headphones like a second later. Yeah, that really, latency. Really fucking annoying. I had that when I performed at the Open Air Theatre. Really? Yeah, because it, it's obviously open, <laughs> hence the name, and <laughs> you could hear everything as a, they called it a slap back. Oh, really? So you'd strum your guitar and then you'd hear it back a second later and it was very weird. I had to really kind of concentrate to not have that put me off. Going on in your luggies, you know, that'd be well annoying. I always have this, if I'm ever in the studio and I'm recording drums, the studio engineer will always say to me, oh, how's it all sounding in your ears? And I'm like, can you just mute my drums, please? Because I don't want to hear them. Oh, really? Because it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm bollocks. I don't want to hear this shit. Sorry. Yeah, go Thanks on. for that. Very kind. Because you can hear the, the, the hit through the actual hitting of the snare in front of you, and then you can hear the coming back through the headphones like a second later. But right. that, to, to you, acts like, like a metronome. So you're kind of then constantly trying to adjust to it to make it sound right but you obviously never can mm. but it's just funny because every time they go how's that sound I'm like, I'm just like mute the drums please and they're like what are you are you sure do you not want to hear yourself I mean it's not like you can't hear yourself it's loud enough it's still, I mean like I know what I'm fucking doing I've played drums for long enough like it's not as if I'm just gonna be like oh shit I can't hear what they sound like now I don't know what the hell I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> what's this big one here what is that a bass? He hit the door handle. <laughs> is this part of the drums? <laughs> this is the cowbell. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, always just quite funny to me when they, they kind of look at me like I'm an idiot. Well. It's like, yes, I know my preferences, thanks. <laughs> no, it's, that's interesting. There's also a thing, and I don't remember what it's called, but I'd love to do a thing about it one day for us. Oh, yeah. It's like speech jamming. You've probably come across this kind of thing before. I'm scratching my noggin. Okay, all right, okay. So it's that exact thing of that latency mm-hmm. where you basically you put headphones on and you try and talk, but you hear yourself back that split second later right. and you end up just like, uh, like, uh, like you, you can't yeah. speak. <laughs> and it is hilarious. <laughs> it's that exact same thing, but with drums. And I, I'd love to do that with you at some point. Let's do it, mate. Done everything else, so. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> so, the story of the coronavirus begins in 1952, where Ernetti was restoring some tapes of Gregorian chants, and while he was doing this, a priest who went by the name of Agustin Gemelli was convinced, as he was walking past, he heard his dead father's voice in the background of one of the recordings. He was convinced that he heard his dad having just a random mundane conversation about shoe wax. Brilliant. His dad was a very interesting person. <laughs> That's all he ever spoke about. So. He was a shoe wax salesman. He was. He was a cobbler. So, like, he was just having some random conversation with a customer, and that's what he, he thought he heard. So, you know, not like, oh, son, you're doing a wonderful job. Keep it up, buddy. You know, just like, no, you can't buy my fucking shoe wax for half price. Get out of my shop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is called Luigi. <laughs> Luigi the shoe man. <laughs> Daddy shoe wax. <laughs> 
So these sounds that Jamelli heard led our pal Annetti to ponder, remember he's a scientist, whether or not the sounds and images were still out there, just floating around the ether, and could somehow be harnessed and accessed. Right, okay. So Annetti got to work, putting all his know-how and crazy ideas into action, and they supposedly went and did it. Wow. The invention worked much like a TV using antenna. It captures waves of energy that exist all around us and could tune into specific moments in time, similar to tuning in a television or a radio to different channels to capture the waves. So yet the device reportedly worked by capturing the light and the sound waves that had been emitted during these events and translated them into some kind of chronovisual recording, which could then be played back. Interesting. So you would have to sort of seek the quote-unquote correct channel, I guess. Yeah, you just have to kind of figure out how to harness them and just tune back through, I guess. I guess it's just like fast-forwarding and rewinding a tape, just a different mode of accessing the information. Oh, easy. Piece of pie. Piece of pie, pal. Should have done it years ago. Well, they did, <laughs> in 1952. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> So, what did this priest guy check out from the past, Jordan? What do you think? I was going to say lotto numbers, but it's from the past, isn't it? That's not really going to help. No. Um, oh, maybe what happened during some conspiratorial happenings, like, you know, can they hear governments talking about, you know, alien cover-ups and stuff in the moment when they happened? Actually, funny enough, you're touching on something a little bit there. I can't remember if I wrote it in my notes, but I'll tell you anyway. That is one of the specific reasons that the Pope, when it was presented to him said no, we cannot let this technology out because people can do that sort of shit. Okay, so what has he got to hide? Well, <laughs> probably lots. <laughs> but... We'll move on from that, shall we? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, Jordan, uh, you were right, essentially, but no, that's not exactly what he did. Father Anetti first used a chronovisor, like any sadistic priest would do, to go back and witness the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Oh, wow, okay. And he even got a picture of it. Really? Bum, bum, bum. Plot twist. So this picture, is it available to view now? Google it, mate. F***ing Google it right now. You know what, I will. I hope you do. Because I've never seen this. Go on then. Uh... You got it? Oh, so he's not actually being crucified in this picture then? No. Right, okay, so he's just kind of walking. Yes, walking with the with the cross, and I believe he's got the crown of thorns on his head. Uh, I can't really see, it's very bad quality. Well, it was from the 50s, you know, so it's a brand new technology on an olden day camera. Give him a break, cut him some slack, yeah? <laughs> Can we not use this technology now and have it in uh, HDD? It's hidden. You Stop making me re- reveal the latter half of my content, you bastard. Sorry. Stop being smart and asking questions. <laughs> okay. I'll shut up. Please continue, sir. Just listen. (laughs) You're probably thinking, the thought of this sounds crazy. And when the story broke about its creation, unfortunately, Fermi was long gone, Von Braun was adept to keeping his f***ing mouth shut, and that left the two scientists and priests, Annetti and a gentleman named Father Francois Brun, who had history with Annetti and believed the chronovisor to be a real device, and released subsequent books on the subject. Both notable figures, experts in their field, well-respected men, so that leads you to the question, why would they lie? Why would they lie, Ian? Good question, Jordan. Why would they put their reputations on the line, especially in a field where one where one wrong believe? Yeah, read my notes, you bastards. <laughs> I'll let you say your own words. <laughs> Why would they put their reputations on the line, especially in a field where one wrong belief can get you excommunicated? Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I've learnt my lesson. <laughs> 
Do tell. Well, that's just a question. Why would they do that? I mean, there's no real follow-up. You know, I'm not asking the question to answer it. I'm just saying, why would these two people who are very notable around the world, like quite famous people, high society, prestigious, why would they just come out with this outright lie and perpetuate it and continue it and, and publicise it? Maybe they were total nobodies and they just wanted to have the five minutes of fame. That's absolutely... No, it's the opposite. They were they were essentially famous people. Maybe they were sick of not being able to go to Walmart without being called. <laughs> they were like, I just want to do my shopping on my own. So they just made up some lie just to make people leave them alone. Like, oh, there's, there's some crazy priests. Move along, children. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, these <laughs> fucking weirdos. And then actually the aisle's just empty. And they can shop in peace. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Well spotted. Thank you. Right. Case closed. <laughs> yeah. Stamp that one done. So Annette passed away in 1994. So what happened to the Specsavers Time Viewer special? <laughs> Well, apparently, the Pope said no. He put his foot down like the old parent he is and said, if this were to fall into the wrong hands, what could one do? <laughs> what was funny? Just, you've written wrong hands. Yeah. <laughs> if this was to fall into the wrong hands. <laughs> Jordan, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this, but I do my writing very early in the morning when I should be sleeping. Yeah. And I'm perhaps slightly tipsy, all right? Oh, that's brilliant. Look, you don't have to have my notes if you don't want them in future, okay? I know, it just tickles me. (laughs) I'm the one that needs to read them. I mean, right, so this is what it says. Oh, God. He put his foot down like the O's old parent he is and said, Ion, this is where to fall (laughs) into the wong hands. (laughs) I mean, the fact that you're able to get a coherent sentence out of it is astounding. It's my own personal shorthand. I know what I'm supposed to say. Yeah, uh, I applaud you. Thank you. <laughs> oh god. So anyway, the Pope said I on this were to fall into the wrong hands <laughs> <laughs> What what one could do with this information could spell a worldwide dictatorship. Uh, so it was stuck in he deep holes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. At least we know, right, that AI could never take your job. There you go. Because AI would just be saying it like that. Yeah, and that's how you know that I am actually doing the the research myself. Because I, I write it all meticulously. Wrong, but meticulously. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, you do a good job. Thank you. <laughs> You're so kind. I know. So it was stuck in the deep hallways of the Vatican archives, which are inaccessible to the public, protected by armed guards, has a state-of-the-art security system, climate-controlled rooms, which houses vaults with over 50 miles of shelving that contains texts, relics, artifacts, and spooky inventions that have all been collected and created by the church for the last thousand years. Oh, wow, I see, okay. Here are some other things that are said to be housed within the walls of this super mystery museum. Okay. Start it off slowly. Alien skulls! Ooh, okay. Just the skulls? Yeah, the rest of the body. Didn't want that. It's too much to carry. They were like, I ain't picking up all these individual f***ing bones. Just take the skull. Fair enough. It is said to house the third secret of Fatima. What's that? Apparently, just a little little story here for you. In the small Portuguese town of Fatima, three young shepherd children claim to have witnessed multiple visions of the Virgin Mary. These visions apparently led to a significant event involving the sun, in which the first vision, they reported seeing hell. The second vision was prophesied that World War One would end soon, but the World War Two would shortly 
follow, and the third vision remained a secret until the year 2000, when it was revealed to be about the persecution of Christians in the 20th century, an assassination attempt on Pope John Paul II. However, some doubt whether the publicly disclosed third secret is the actual same one that the children of Fatima originally experienced, and that the genuine secret is concealed in the Vatican's archives. So we, no, we don't really know. Yeah, so like I said, there was three secrets. One was told to them one day, and the next one was told to them the other day, and then the third one, they were like, just don't f***ing tell anyone, yeah? And the kids were like, but then apparently it came out but supposedly that secret is not the actual secret that was told to them it is actually buried underground i see has no one ever thought to get a little shovel and barrel (laughs) what just dig down take it out people know what it is they just don't want it to get out oh okay that's why it's being kept in there oh i see the next thing uh not not too big but uh the devil himself oh yeah they got him we're all good guys we can do what we want (laughs) let's let uh hell break loose I'm going to go and steal some cupcakes. Is it actually the devil, or is it just someone who's saying that he's called the devil? <laughs> what, the first guy that came up to the pub was like, I'm the devil. They were like, oh, get in the vaults. Oh, we got him. Off your pop, guy. Lock him in. <laughs> no, they, they actually claim to have gotten the actual devil himself. Did they not actually, like, take a picture of that? I don't think they really want this information out. That's why it goes into the vaults and it's so heavily guarded. Yeah, no, but you'd still want to take a picture even for your own archives, wouldn't you? I dare say they've got, you know, a little picture on the phone or something. <laughs> <laughs> the wallpaper. Yeah, the Pope's wallpaper on his iPhone is the devil in. <laughs> yeah, he puts it on the contact photos of everyone he hates. <laughs> Imagine, like, you know when uh, Osama bin Laden was killed yeah. by the USA, and I think it was Barack Obama, was it, just went up to the podium and was just like, Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. And everyone cheers. He's like, imagine, like, the Pope, like, coming up to his balcony, just like, Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> We got the devil. <laughs> Just like leading him through in chains. Like, <laughs> getting, getting tomatoes pelted at him. That's why he's red. Exactly, yeah. He was just like a normal colour before. Tomatoed him to death and it just stained his skin, poor guy. Yeah, and poor guy, he's handcuffed behind his back and he's got all his horns are full of tomatoes. <laughs> it's like a shish kebab. <laughs> Delicious, though. And the final thing that is supposedly housed within the walls of this crazily massive archive of information, the most shocking of all, Jordan, is nothing. I've got a whole lot of that. Maybe the whole world is just the uh, the Vatican archives. It could well be. And, and there you have it. That is about it. But yeah, the Chronovisor was a device that was created, stuck in the vaults, because no one was allowed to have this kind of power. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Wow. Everyone's dead that was involved. So what do you think? Real or not? Um, I'd probably sway on the knot. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I think so. Fair enough. Well, the pictures that were released which were supposedly photos of the chronovisor, you know, the, the images of, like, Jesus Christ and that sort of stuff, mm. were actually then revealed to be photos of paintings, of already existing things. Oh, okay. That's not very clever. Yeah, debunk that. Just adds to the question of, like, if the chronovisor wasn't real, why did these affluent people, these scientists, musicians, priests, why did they lie about it? Why did they make it up? Well, we've already discussed this. They just wanted to go to Walmart in peace. Of course. Forgot about that. Yeah. My mistake. So, I mean, that's it. Yeah. You know, there's not really much more you can say when you've said the truth. When it's been debunked as simply as that, yeah, there's nothing, no other simpler way you can put it, is there? Exactly, yeah. I mean, to be honest, at that point, the world was his oyster, really. <laughs> he could yeah. go anywhere he wanted to. He had Walmart, you know, that was his, that was his peak. Pharmacy. <laughs> could have just taken a little stroll down the block. Doctors, dentists. Yeah. SeaWorld. Yeah. <laughs> 
Strip club. <laughs> yeah, you know, you might want to. At the cinema. Yeah, cinema. Have the whole place to yourself. Yeah, that's it. As soon as they go in there, they're like, oh, fucking hell, we better leave him on his own. Uh, it's just crazy glasses bastard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <it was> Specky. <laughs> Enjoy the show, you prick. <laughs> Thank you. At least he was polite. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He was a man of God, you know, so. Man of the cloth. But yeah, that about brings it to an end of the Chronovisor. Very interesting. Yes, thank you for that. I'd never heard of the Chronovisor before. Neither had I until about five years ago. Okay, I thought you were going to say a few weeks. But that's completely irrelevant information, no? <laughs> well, I mean, you could say that about anything, though, couldn't you? I could. I didn't know about this until I learnt about it. Yeah, and uh, next time you say something like that to me, I will just say that to you as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Tell me some life hacks, because I am shit at life, and I would love to know some things which will make it perhaps a little bit simpler. Okay, nice. <laughs> okay. So, life hacks, Ian. So, things that will make life that little bit easier. Yeah. Hopefully. Stop wanking in public. See, I mean, there's a fine balance between a life hack and just a way of living. <laughs> Just not doing something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I couldn't really call that a hack. I'll be honest, I do struggle with that. Don't put scissors in a plug socket. <laughs> yeah, I'd put that one in the same one. Don't smack your head against the wall. <laughs> Don't put vegetables up your bum. I mean, you can if you want. Just the hack is if you're having them for dinner that night, give them a wash first. Or, or don't, you know. You do you. <laughs> Each to their own. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm not one to judge. And that's why I love you. So when I turn up at your house, I'm like, I've got to turn up up my ass. <laughs> you're just like, nice one, pal. <laughs> you don't even say anything, you just bend over. <laughs> it's brought you a present. <laughs> just got the root end sticking out. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Can you help me, John? I can't get this spiky bit in. <laughs> Every time I pull it, just keeps breaking. <laughs> Trip to the ER for you. You just drive me. It's such, such a nice guy. <laughs> Except you can't sit down, so you just have to sit on the back seat. Strap, strap me to the roof. <laughs> for everyone to see. <laughs> I did like a, acting like a makeshift rudder. Some sort of parade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, look at Ian again. <laughs> also, well, Granny's like, I don't know how he survives. <laughs> As if it's something you do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should get you like a little light so you're like a, like a little Ian ambulance. <laughs> It's like a flashing green light. They're like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, oh, vegetable bum again. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Hansnipman <laughs> strikes again. Oh, God, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> so, life hacks. And before I start, no, I won't be sharing such things as, like, a whole bottle of wine can fit into an empty LucasAid sports bottle so that you don't look like a wino on the bus. <laughs> I will be giving you 10 meaningful life hacks. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> Some of which I have used regularly or I have used in the past. I swear to God, if you say, if you want to make some extra money, go on. That <laughs> There's no bloody- quid cut. There's no <laughs> top God. cash bag. <laughs> I promise. Smashing. We've parked that and I shall forever leave it. Let it go rusty. Uh, yes, absolutely. So first one, you know, if you get a little something in your eye, mm-hmm. actually using your fingertips to hold down the eyelashes and pull down the eyelid if you blink rapidly several times while you do that it will actually get rid of that foreign object 
Which is handy, rather than just rubbing your eyes endlessly red raw. I just like to punch myself in the eye until it <laughs> decides to come out on its own accord because it doesn't like getting beaten. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you can do that if you want. So the way I do it. <laughs> right, if Jordan tells you one and I have another one, let us know which one you prefer. Okay. So Jordan, Jordan is, you know, ooh, I'll hold my eyelashes. Mine is use, use the brute force and beat it out. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, though, don't slam your head on, like, the spiky bit of an iron railing. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Oh, that just made me do a little shudder. That was grim. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's sure to work, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You'd have bigger problems at that point. Last thing you need is a bit of lint in your eye. Replace that little bit of breadcrumb for an entire fucking railing in the brain. <laughs> At least you'd forget about it. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's all perspective. <laughs> Number two. You know when you have a ready meal for microwaving, yeah. and they have the two compartments? Mm-hmm. Like you might have rice on one side and then the curry on the other, for example. Yeah. Don't you think it's a real pain when you when you have to get your spoon and, you know, try and get all the bits of rice out onto your plate and then not spilling all the other bits as well? Yeah. Well, have you considered taking your scissors and cutting them to separate both compartments. I had never considered that. Yeah, so now you just put one side down, happily scrape the rest onto your plate, pick up the other, do the same thing, no mess, and they're normally the same size, so you can just put them on top of each other in the bin. Nice one. And uh, my life hack for that is put the plate down on one side of the table and put the ready meal down next to it and just scream at the ready meal until you frighten it into submission enough to just jump onto the plate itself. Yeah, you do have to have a certain frequency, though. No, I, I just, as many profanities as possible. Okay. Like, go get on the fucking plate, you bastard! You're a shit curry, no one likes you! <laughs> and then just like... <laughs> And just start <laughs> jumping over. Yeah, so essentially just abuse your food. Abuse your food. Abuse your food. <laughs> abuse your food. Yes. Well, you know, that could work too, possibly. But it's not on my list. I'm just I'm just telling you my counter hacks. Okay. Okay, yeah, a counter hack. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and then people can decide which one is better. Love it. All right. Well, how about this one for number three? I'm ready. Hopefully it's not necessary, <laughs> but I understand that this is a thing and this could be helpful. Okay. In the unfortunate event, if someone breaks into your home during the night. Right, yeah. They say to turn your lights off because at the end of the day, you know your way around your own house in the dark compared to a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. So you're going to immediately have a benefit over them. Okay, two things on that point. Okay, go on. Number one is why would you turn your light on anyway? Because you've just woken up. You turn your light on, you're going to be f***ing blinded wandering around your own house being like, oh, the f*** is going on? And they're going to have the upper hand because they're already awake and probably hidden. So yeah, leaving your lights off makes total sense. And secondly, I think we all know my stance on this strip naked run downstairs well yeah well, not all you though yeah but everyone's you know everyone's got a, a body <laughs> underneath their clothes and like i <laughs> said if you run downstairs and you're just like blah, 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 like showing this person they're just like oh my god a naked person you know like it's gonna startle them and you're gonna have Very the upper true. hand oh, oh maybe maybe this should be in the hack you actually just have like a balaclava in your bedside <laughs> cabinet so that you, <laughs> you just pretend put you're a robber yourself. as well yeah, you're like there's no in this house we might as well leave <laughs> That's that's amazing. <laughs> You're like, don't bother. Let's just go. Up into the bedside tables. There's nothing in there. Let's go. <laughs> you just, yeah, it goes out. You go your separate ways. You just come back. 
jumpity bed. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You just go around the block. Only thing is, is that you've got no pants on. <laughs> yeah, you're still naked. <laughs> so it's, but you, you are wearing a balaclava, so we'll never be able to identify you. You should, uh, like, set it up, like, uh, call the, call your local paper and just be like, I was burgled by a naked burglar, so that if they ever break into your house and they see you with this balaclava and no other clothes, they'll just be like, oh, no way, the naked burglar. I've heard about you. <laughs> They were like, yeah, nothing in this house. Let's move on, buddy. Thieving friends. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the heads up. And that's when you smack them with a bat. Well, I mean, that could work too. Or the frying pan. Yeah. yeah. Or your dick, you know, whichever's bigger. <laughs> Depends how excited you are. <laughs> I don't think this would be so thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, I've got a ring doorbell, so it doesn't really work for me, though, does it? Right, I mean, at least you'll just get the heads up that they're coming, so you can, like, you know, get ready, balaclava on, <laughs> hide your bat somewhere. That's true. So, hey, a couple of life hacks in one there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, brilliant. At number four. So, when you're house hunting and you're ready to move, check your mobile phone reception. Seems fairly straightforward, because you want to make sure that your phone reception is suitable for where you're going to move. Absolutely. Kind of makes sense. No brainer, really. Yeah, uh, I haven't really got a counter one for that. Maybe, um... Sell your phone. Sell your phone. You don't need it. Invest in Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi calls. You can't afford it anyway. You've just bought a house. Just um, get one of those old... The, the cup with the string. Okay, just yeah. Just go to all your all your friend's house. It's free. Perfect. You've got a lot of string. I mean, actually, yeah. for myself, it, I wouldn't need a lot of string. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> it's fine. I'm moving on. It's okay. You have a phone. True, yeah. No contacts, though. Just me. <laughs> so, <laughs> number five. You've probably heard of this one, but in the bathroom, to defog your mirrors, scream at it. Well, that's your counter, okay? <laughs> you can use shaving foam. Yep. And I don't mean that you wouldn't wipe the thing off. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you just stick shaving foam on and you think, well, not foggy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't see, but it's not foggy. The hack works. So, no, you, you rub the shaving foam on the mirrors. Yeah. And then when that's dried, it will kind of act as a sort of like a demister. Yeah, like a little barrier. Yeah, exactly. And it will stop your, your mirrors from getting foggy, which I I think is a very good one. I can attest to this. It does work. I tried it once and it did actually work. So hack confirmed. So, and I didn't bother ever since. Well, I don't, I don't shave anymore anyway, so it don't bother me. That's fair enough. Number six. Did you know that bananas will actually ripen other fruit faster? Have you heard this? I did not know that. Okay. So it's kind of a twofold thing. So if you want to ripen some fruit faster, mm-hmm. just put a banana next to them or put them in the same bag as a banana and they will ripen a lot quicker. So conversely, if you want your fruit to ripen less quickly, then leave them away from the bananas. Put the bananas separately. Is that because the bananas are like the the top tier fruit and they just look at all the others and they just scream at it and just tell it to ripen now, you prick? Hurry the fuck up and get ripe, you dickhead. You see, I, I, I call it bananas in some cultures. They call it Ian. <laughs> I have heard that, yep. <laughs> Very rounded and uh... yeah. Oh, this one's a little bit fat and stinky. <laughs> we'll call this one the the Ian of the bunch. <laughs> but yeah, genuinely, that is a thing. And also, if you leave the bananas connected, you know, at the stem in a bunch, yes, they will also ripen faster. So if you want to actually stop your bananas from also ripening as fast, you you separate the stems and leave them separated. Okay, so if you leave them in a group, they will just fight each other essentially. Absolutely, because they're all a lot of Ians. Oh whole bunch of Ians. Absolutely. That's why there's only one of me. Yeah, I mean, there'll only ever be one of you. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> 
Number seven. Are you also aware, of keeping on the food train for a second, mm-hmm. that you know the sweet bell peppers that you can get? I do know sweet bell peppers, yeah. That they are male or female. I have heard that, yeah. It's to do with the different amount of bumps, isn't it, on the bottom? It is exactly that. So next time that you have some, look at the underside, and if the peppers have three bumps, it means that they are male. And that means that they are sweeter and better for eating raw, so like in salads and stuff. Whereas the peppers with four bumps at the bottom are female, Female, and they tend to be firmer and better for cooking with. Oh. But yeah, so if you, you know, depending on what you're intending to make, if you want in a salad, you want the three bumps. Mm-hmm. And if you're cooking with them, like maybe you're making nice fajita or something like that, you'll want the four bumps, ideally. Delicious. There you go. I'm going to ask my wife that and see if she knows. Oh, okay. I can imagine her answer will probably be, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be fair enough. Yeah. I cook it anyway. <laughs> Pepper's a pepper, you bastard, probably, is what I'll get. But yeah, possibly so. <laughs> uh, number eight. Okay, so this is... I've used this a bunch of times if I need to empty a container full of water or liquid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of this, but in case anyone isn't, a quicker way to empty that is to actually swill the bottle. Yeah, make a little like, whirlpool. Yeah, that little vortex. And actually, that will allow air to get into the bottle quicker and therefore push the water out faster and it's some i mean you know it's a small thing it's it's not going to make things instantaneous however if you ever find you in your life you're kind of trying to empty a bottle of water imagine how much that adds up over your life yeah now if you can make that that little bit faster you've got more time for anything else if that's your job and you have to do that 10 times a day and you can do it three times quicker then that's you know 30 times (laughs) the amount of time you're saving in your life that could equate to one bank <laughs> certainly for me <laughs> what you're gonna go two. around to these people's house <laughs> depends how i'm feeling <laughs> number nine uh, this one's one of my favorites actually and um it's about kettles and and kind of cleaning them right i know sounds a little bit silly <laughs> but i hate the sort of lime scale build up in the kettle yeah it does my tree in and i know that they have that little kind of mesh guard at the spout um, to help catch those bits when you pour but sometimes it just yeah. doesn't work and you end up with all that no. loads of little bits floating in your cup and it's just awful yeah grim during lockdown obviously i had loads of time to kill mm-hmm. And I decided to look up, naturally, how to clean my kettle. And it was so easy. And I just want to share the steps here because it is natural and super quick. Nice. So all you do is you get a... a, You only need a a lemon, a fresh lemon. So you squeeze the juice of that lemon into the empty kettle. So far, so good. Mm -hmm. You then just cut up the rind you've squeezed into, you know, quarters or so and put that also in the kettle. So you've put the juice of the lemon and the rind. Yep. You then fill that kettle to about half of its max and boil it and then you leave it to kind of sit there for a couple of hours Mm -hmm. just to cool down to the point where you can then just take a little scourer and sort of rub the inside of the kettle and you just kind of lightly scrub it so then you tip it all out and you should see an immediate difference in it it should be like new effectively right so you tip it all out discard all the water and the rind fill it back up to max capacity boil it again tip it out and it's good to go very nice and it works so well i even have like a a sad before and after picture from lockdown from when i did it because i was really proud of myself Um, (laughs) and occasionally i'll do it in fact i'm due to do it again sometime soon so that is my sad life ladies and gentlemen but uh (laughs) it works really well and it made me feel quite good nothing better than a clean kettle your kettle's good as new my counter hack for that is steal a new kettle okay yeah perfect he's busy yeah uh, that's it or never have a hot drink i I am (laughs) 
quite partial to a, a nice coffee at the moment, so who fucking needs a kettle? There you go. All that lime scaly shit. Exactly. Just get rid of it. Just make Costa. Get them to make it for me. <laughs> Well, no, because the cost of that for someone could be so much enjoyment for our Patreon. That is so very true. Yeah, do not go to Costa. No, don't. No, Buy our bonus episodes instead. Go to <laughs> patreon.com slash two guys what's up. Two bonus episodes up there right now. It'll be three. Oh, fucking hell, there's three. Who would have guessed? Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that surprise. <laughs> like, oh, I forgot about that. And then finally, number 10, the 10th life hack. Possibly my favourite, okay? So, our shower cubicle at home has, like, a glass door. Yeah. As opposed to, like, a shower curtain. And we have to, I mean, we don't have to, but we are advised to squeegee that door. Yeah. After every use. Otherwise, it kind of stains it. My wife bought a squeegee, and she was like, after you have a shower, use this to clean it with. And I was like, really? (laughs) Why? Like, can I not just, like, kind of wet it down with the water? But then, actually, I did it the first time and I was like oh better do as I'm told and then I did it and it was really fun I fucking I felt like I had like a little naked window cleaner like, <laughs> <laughs> cleaning my all you need is a balaclava as well <laughs> yeah. uh, one of those bags with a dollar sign on it turn it up <laughs> your ass <laughs> God, you up there on a ladder with your squeegee, yeah. little bucket in hand. You got your balaclava on, turnip hanging out your ass. <laughs> what a fucking sight that'd be! Someone was walking past and just saw that. You just have to stop and stare when you're like, "What is this picture? What am I looking at?" With Aqua Barbie Girl playing. <laughs> Not even in earphones, but like a massive speaker. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, love it. Oh, so good. Alas, it's not that exciting now. Long story short. So we have a squeegee. And one thing I've done for years is that when my shower is finished, after I've squeegeed that cubicle door, Uh I squeegee myself. (laughs) So I literally like against like my chest night and I squeegee down and literally the water falls off. It is amazing. (laughs) It really works. And, you know, like, I can get the squeegee over my back and everything, down my legs. It is amazing. And I can walk out of the shower feeling pretty dry. (laughs) I am deadly serious. (laughs) Don't laugh at me. This is true. Hey, don't knock it till you try it. You've got a squeegee now. That's the next thing you'll be doing when you get a shower. You'll be trying it. I know you will. I can't take it. (laughs) Ian, did you squeegee the curtain? No, I squeegeed me, though. I squeegeed myself, didn't I? (laughs) I am very fresh and dry. Oh, God. But... Honestly, don't knock it till you try it. Anyone that has to squeegee in their shower, squeegee yourself. In fact, <laughs> get a squeegee anyway. Do it anyway. Oh, God. I swear, it's a game changer. Oh, God. Most people use towels, Jordan. I mean, I still use a towel after, but it doesn't have to absorb half as much water because I've just squeegeed oh. it off me. Okay. It's so good. Like, if I could, I'd send you a video. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be proof. <laughs> Do you like squeegee your hair off as well? I mean, it doesn't quite work so well on the hair. <laughs> However, oh, God, I love how you've tried it. <laughs> I, I have tried it, and it, yeah, it just doesn't really work. But you, the general body, amazing, oh, fantastic. Even if it is slightly bumpy. <laughs> 
there you go. That's 10 of my life hacks that I really have used. Well, maybe not the burglar one, but <laughs> I did, however, think that would be a useful thing. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. I kind of prefer our version of that, though, where you just stick a balaclava on <laughs> and pretend to be a robber already in there. <laughs> like, don't bother shitting here. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the guy opposite. Got Bill next door. I mean, I mean the neighbour. He's he's a bastard. <laughs> he's got loads of good stuff. <laughs> you're just jealous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got a nice fucking car, sexy wife. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't think they'll be stealing her. <laughs> oh no! Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, love it. And if anyone has their own life hacks, please feel free to email them in at twoguyswhatsup at gmail.com and let us know your fantastic life hacks. Please do. If anyone, anyone in the world squeegees themselves, please tell me because Jordan can't be the only one. I, I can't be. And I promise you, if this has changed one person's life and they become a squeegeer, then amazing. Because you won't be looking back. You can upload it to your Pornhub channel. I could. Yeah, I could, yeah, definitely. Look out for that, folks. I mean, not just a good time, but, I mean, helpful information. Here's your life hack. Yeah. Maybe make sure you do that first before the shower curtain, though, because you don't want to be getting splashes of water on that after you've just squeegeed that. Exactly, yeah. First do the the mildew, disgusting, mould-covered, dirty walls, then yourself. Absolutely. (laughs) That is not an indicator of how my bathroom looks, by the way. It's sparkling clean. (laughs) Not anymore now that it's squeegeed. Yeah. Hey, just you try it. Let me know next week. I don't think I could bring myself to. Oh, you should. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll do it for you. <laughs> if anyone else emails in and says, yeah, I squeegee myself, <laughs> then I will do it, all right? I'll just email in. Fuck it, I'll create ten emails. <laughs> I know your writing style. That's, that's all right. I'll just like put a bunch of your scripts into like AI and get it to <laughs> spout out a bunch. Oh, shit. I do squeegee myself. <laughs> yeah. I may as well give it a go. So does that about bring us around to the end of today's episode, then? It does. I think that's a good place to leave it. And squeegeantastic. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Two Guys What's Up. If you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason, even if it is not about squeegeeing, then our Linktree link is in the bio of this episode where you can click and be jetted off to all of our socials and every link you will ever need of anything regarding Two Guys What's Up. Perfect. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode. And maybe even tell a friend. Take your friend into the shower. (laughs) Soak them down with some delicious suddy water but after you've finished give them a good squeegeeing. make sure they're nice and dry <laughs> honestly it's a game changer i can't i can't deal with it <laughs> uh, but yes then go and sit down and listen to two guys what's up naturally and don't forget we now have a patreon where you can find all sorts of two guys what's up bonus stuff including our beautiful pin badges which also comes with a shout out our beautiful two guys what's up branded t-shirts and if you really can't get enough of our fantastic tales and just delicious voices then we now have bonus episodes of which there is currently three that's right three just sitting up there waiting for your ears to just have a have a just delicious old listen and all of that is available starting from just three pounds with a bonus 
bonus episodes. So if you want to help support the show and get some cool stuff while you do it, head over to patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up and check out all the goodies over there. The link will obviously be down below for your clickety click crack clickety pleasure. But if you can't, that's absolutely fine. We understand. But if you still like to help us out, then a five star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app would go a long way to help us out and we would be eternally grateful. We would indeed. But on that note, thanks for listening. You have an amazing week, guys, and we will see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. What? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Read that next sentence aloud for me, Jordan. So just to cavemen this in, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> what were you trying to say? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know what uh, I was supposed to say. Yeah, I just fell asleep on the cave on the on the caveman. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I fell asleep on the keyboard.